Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And I'm Danny. And you're joining us for the quarterly earning reports of Fangasm Pod Co. <laughs> we sent a spreadsheet in advance. So if you had a chance to review that, we'll just be reviewing uh, the first tab on the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> it just reads Excel spreadsheet. That's all it says. Our EBITDA, our EBITDAs have uh, never been higher <laughs> and our ROI is on equal boobs. Return on intercourse. Yeah, return on intercourse. We've been crunching the numbers 6996, 9669, <laughs> and uh, we are recommending a dividend of equal nipple play. 69. Turns out, again, <laughs> the quarterly earnings are yet again 69 billion. Yeah. Well, welcome back. If you're confused, this is. <laughs> This is not uh, an NPR podcast about finances, although it might have seemed that way. It's about fine asses. (gasps) (laughs) This is our our special episode on fine asses and our succession season. Yes. It's episode two. We just sort of, I mean, I guess we can just sort of say where we left off. We don't have a ton of announcements, but we left Greg and Tom at Tom's apartment and they left two hot chicks, Dana and Cleo. On red. Yeah. To meet up with them the next day for a foursome. And this is their prep. They're doing some meeting prep. Yeah, a little practice sex session. And I think it caught time off guard. So now we can call this a sex session. Like a session. This is their little mm. a sex session mm-hmm. before there. Yeah. We had a table to sex for last episode. And we're circling back. And yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll circle jerk back. And uh, we hope this sex finds you well. <laughs> I mean, do we have any other announcements? If not, I think we should just... Just send us your pride donations for stickers. That's the only announcement. Yeah. Oh, I feel... I was going to say, what a proposal that Greg gave him. And then he gave him a... Instead of a pitch deck, it's a pitch dick. Mm. That he pitched dick. He pitched a deck. A pitch dick. Yeah. Yeah. We should, again, give a little shout out to our author, pen name Gregory John Hirsch. This story is a riot, and I'm so excited. Well, Danny, you're reading. Okay, let's do it. Tom laughed. Seriously, Greg? Beer or wine? What were you drinking earlier? I am serious, Greg said. And when Tom started to respond, Greg put his hands up and stepped closer. No, Greg, we can't have sex with each other. He turned away and headed down the hallway to the kitchen. Now, what do you want to drink? It wouldn't be like sex sex, Tom. It'd be like training exercise or like a (laughs) bonding ritual. I mean, You were in a frat, right? Did you guys have to do stuff like that for initiation? 
I feel like Greg's going to offer to wear the mascot. Because uh-huh. isn't that how season one begins that he, like, got fired for being, like, he was like, would it be better if I wore the mascot suit? <laughs> At least keeps the hat on. <laughs> Tom turned as he reached the wine fridge. Greg was standing in the doorway of the kitchen with wide, pleading eyes, eyes that were also a little bloodshot. Tom laughed uncomfortably again, crossing his arms in front of him. No, he answered. But I guess it's not a mystery what kind of porn you're watching. No, because I, I read stories before, Greg insists. I listen to this great podcast, <laughs> Fangasm. They used to actually be called Potterotica, but then they had a little bit of a legal issue with Warner Brothers. It's a so, long story. It's a long story. Is this good? Um, <laughs> they had the same legal issues with Warner Brothers that we did. <laughs> No, because I read stories before. Like, where in order to be in the fraternity, you have to, like, suck a dick or something for blackmail so you can't betray your brothers. Tom shook his head. I don't know what your point is here, Greg. My point is that it wouldn't be that weird, he answered. We want to fuck these girls, right? Tom shrugged. Sure. Right, but they only want to do it if it's all of us together, which, like you said, comes with complications. Right? Right. So, I mean, we could kind of eliminate some of those complications if we had sex with each other once, right? <laughs> Greg, Tom shook his head, giving up on the idea of another drink, and instead pulling a stool away from the counter and sitting, let's walk ourselves through this little proposition of yours, shall we? Greg hesitated, halted mostly by Tom's own hesitation to immediately say yes, which, for some reason, Greg thought he would. But then he sat too and took a seat opposite Tom. This is why they pay Tom the big bucks, because he's about to talk to his inferior and smack some sense in him. He pulls down a projector screen and starts, like, using the the board. Greg, Tom started quietly. I can't speak for you, but I know I'm relatively inexperienced with men. And by relatively inexperienced, I mean it's never happened. At least, nothing beyond a little goofing around decades ago. Goofing around? Well, sure, you know, friends get together, smoke little Mary Jane, hands go places, but that's all just juvenile fun. Mary Jane. Greg smirked. So you've got some experience. Tom bowed his head, maybe in shame, maybe in exacerbation with Greg's exhausting tenacity. I have experience too, Greg offered, like a lot. I don't know, I guess that that's why the whole foursome thing didn't seem like a big deal. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not impersonating Greg. I'm actually impersonating Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. (laughs) (laughs) another business Greg Greg this is a revolutionary new product we're bringing to market with just one drop of jizz we can tell you exactly how many babies you could produce in the future Tom looked up careful not to give away his shock you have experience with men sure Greg tells him I mean I don't really talk about it because well I mean Look how they talk about my dad around here. I guess that's why it's nice. I can also do it with girls, you know? You really do sound like Greg to me. It's like, because I'm not looking at you reading it. I'm just hearing him. I'm like really immersing myself in the story. So you're doing a phenomenal job, Danny. Thank you. Allie, you did too. Yeah, I'm copying you. And I think that's a nod to the author. I think the dialogue is very Greg. It's so Greg. Yeah, it does feel Greggy. Like it just, it reads really, he's like, no, 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 no. Like it's haltering and hyperconfident. It's sort of insecure. It's great the best. Tom considered him, but only briefly. A mind in this field can wander for hours to its death, so he didn't let it. And to you, Tom asks, a little sex between friends is nothing to write home about. Well, it's not nothing, but that's why you need to, you know, set parameters and stuff, have rules. (laughs) And what rules should we have? Greg smiled. So you want to give it a shot? Rule number one, we don't talk about fuck club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that, Tom says. I'm just asking what rules you'd propose we have for whatever this would be, if it were to indeed be anything at all. 
Well, Greg bit his lip excitedly, leaning over the counter closer. First of all, obviously we just do it the one time. Obviously, Tom agreed. And probably not like full penetration stuff, because that's not even going to happen with the girls, right? So we don't need to do all that, Tom thought on this for a while. So what are we talking about here? Hand stuff? Mouth stuff? Greg thought too. Uh, hand stuff, I guess. Tom <laughs> nodded. Interesting. Greg watched him, gauging something clearly in his mind before he spoke. He opened his mouth to say it, but chose not to say it. And Tom didn't think he wanted to know whatever it was that was so awful that even Greg couldn't speak the words aloud. But he knew probably he had to know anyway. What? Well, Greg started, his voice a little quieter. It's not like a big deal or whatever, but do you is, um, what? Tom asks again. So are you still like having trouble? He asked shakily. Um, <laughs> as far as like in the area of being able to, um, can I get it up? Tom asked plainly. Greg nodded. Tom sighed. Now and then, I mean, I'm not 25 anymore and the depression isn't helping, but anyone can eat gruel if they're hungry enough, right? Oh God. <laughs> wow. Greg's brows fell low, his eyes narrowing. I'm not sure what you mean. I mean, that I haven't shot my wad in a couple weeks now, Greg, so I'm pretty sure I can rise to the occasion if needs must. Happy now? He's got pent-up supply. (laughs) Penthouse supply. Greg didn't want to admit that he was, but he did anyway. So, Tom continued, his voice indicating a clear annoyance. Let's say it works. My junior salesman rises to the challenge, closes the deal. Let's say we make it through the finish line and... Wait, so in this metaphor, Greg interrupt. Is your dick a salesman or a track star? <laughs> Tom cocked his head. Tom cocked his head, his eyes narrowing on Greg. If we fuck, he said now, his voice far too loud, then what? We just go about our night as if nothing happened? Greg shrugged. Sure, that's part of it, right? Disgusting brothers being disgusting? I told you to stop <laughs> calling us that, Tom said. Yeah, but it's kind of fun, right? No, Greg, Tom said. You thought it was fun we came up with it a couple months ago. When you came up with it, Tom said, and I was too fucked up to know better. Okay, well, when you think of a better name for us, I'm all ears, said Greg. <laughs> I'm getting a beer. Challenge. Listener challenge. <laughs> a better ship slash friend duo nickname for these two. Corporate rebrand. <laughs> I'm getting a beer, Tom said. He stepped off the stool and retrieved one from the fridge. You? Greg nodded. He grabbed a second beer for Greg, slid it across the countertop and into Greg's waiting hand. They popped the caps off, sipped in silence. It was definitely a shift in atmosphere, a turning point potentially. Fine, Tom said after a few sips, but I have a few personal limits. <gasps> it's happening. Of course, Greg agreed. Right, Tom nodded. He took another sip. Okay, so no pet names, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you do a lot of talking during sex, but if you do, don't. Don't call me baby or anything asinine, okay? And don't you dare bring up Mondale. I don't want my pet to even (laughs) one- No peanut butter on the balls with Mondale. (laughs) No no pet names. And I mean that literally. Do not say my dog's name. You call me Mondale, game over. (laughs) He's going to come over and he's going to ask questions. (laughs) Greg nodded, his face grave, of course. And I might be old, but don't treat me like an antique, all right? But also don't try any of your weird Gen Z. I'm actually a millennial, Greg said. (laughs) Tom sighed. Look. Just, I guess what I'm getting at is that I like a little enthusiasm, okay? So the less I feels like a task and the more this feels like sex, the better. Okay. Greg mulled over the idea for a moment as he drank a little more. So what can I do specifically? He's asking for like specific feedback, like a good manager training. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> exactly. Just don't overthink it, I guess is my point. Greg nodded. 
Okay. Tom nodded too. Okay, he repeated. Okay, Greg says again. Tom's gaze wandered to a non-specific area of the floor. He found himself blinking rapidly at the reality of what he had just agreed to set in. He suddenly found himself taking in a much-needed breath before drinking a little more. What about you? He asked after a moment. Limits? Greg shrugged. Not really. You can pretty much do whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> wow. You already have been. <laughs> My only limit is that there are no limits. <laughs> you fucked me a bunch. I'm used to you fucking me over. I think it'd be fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> Tom's eyes snapped up to meet Greg's. He clenched his jaw, his mouth feeling arid out of nowhere, it seemed. Right, he tried to say out loud, but it only comes out a whisper. So, Greg stood up now, placed his full beer atop the counter. Bedroom? Or boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it on the desk? Tom watched him. And it wasn't for lack of words that he didn't speak, but rather that all the words were quite decidedly implanted in his brain, none of them in any way eager to file their way out of his mouth. He nodded. Greg disappeared into the hallway. Tom finished his beer, chugging it down, belching a little in the air. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> He's not really selling himself. <laughs> he rushed to the sink, poured a glass of water, tossed it back. He swished it around his mouth, spit it out, and repeated. But what does he care if he tastes like booze? So does Greg, probably. So do those girls. No, this doesn't feel right. He followed the path Greg had just taken moments before, wandered to the bedroom, and joined Greg there. He started to say something about how he wanted to freshen up, but Greg was standing on the other side of the bed, his jacket already off, pulling his necktie from his collar, and Tom found himself hopelessly, foolishly speechless. Leave the tie on. <laughs> tie and black socks only, please. I just figured it was best we get right into it, Greg said. Close off. Right, Tom nodded. Rip the Band-Aid. Right, Greg said. You're doing a lot of product placement for Band-Aids in this story. <laughs> Their sponsor, ATN. <laughs> um, I just, he found enough comprehension to finally say a full sentence. I, I just want to brush my teeth, if that's all right. Uh, that's all right, Greg told him. Actually, I should too. This is very sex in like your late 30s, 40s. Right. Let's make this as enjoyable as possible. I mean, they've like outlined all the terms. They're brushing their teeth before. Signed contracts. Right. Make sure you had a witness. <laughs> Tom didn't want Greg to follow him into the bathroom. This was all becoming too real now, too serious. But this was the bathroom where Greg kept his toothbrush. Five bathrooms in this place and Greg had always brushed his teeth at the sink where Tom brushed his. Some fucked up ode to a domesticity they didn't have and never would. That they could spend their days fucking over investors, spending their evening fucking strangers, spend their weekends fucking away the last of their brain cells. And yet they would still brush their teeth beside one another at the double sink of the bathroom in Tom's house. It wasn't particularly a sexy act. It didn't look sexy, it didn't sound sexy, and it didn't feel sexy. Tom's gums bled sometimes when he flossed, and nothing sexy about oh. it at all. But he did it anyway, because oh. maybe something. He's flossing. <laughs> Don't floss. Just throw some mouthwash in there, bud. Your dentist will understand. <laughs> Not this one. But he did it anyway because maybe something would be a little too gross for Greg. A little too intimate. He's always trying to gross him out. Ah. But no, Greg was unbothered, waltzing happily back into the bedroom again when they were done. Tom stared at himself in the mirror one last time, dried his face on the towel, questioned a lot of the choices he made in his life that led him here. When he joined Greg in the bedroom, Greg was unbunning his shirt, he stopped to watch for a moment, and Greg casually glanced up, catching him looking. He continued undressing. Nothing about it meant to tantalize or tease. Greg, he said softly, do, do you think this is a good idea? Greg stopped as he opened his shirt. I mean, I thought we already established that it's fine. 
Sure, it's fine, but is it smart? Greg shrugged. I I don't know if it's smart, but it's not the dumbest thing we've ever done. (laughs) That's encouraging. That's how we make decisions. Ellie, that should be our business model. (laughs) You know, it's not smart, but we've done a lot dumber things. (laughs) Tom thought for a moment. It's up there. Do you not want to do it, Greg asks? Because we don't have to. It was just a suggestion. (laughs) It was a suggestion that Tom was far more intrigued by than he wanted to admit. But it felt like it would alter things too drastically. Like it would change something about them that could never be repaired. I don't know, Tom answered in a moment of unbridled, embarrassing honesty. Greg pulled his shirt closed again. Okay, that's okay. We don't have to. Tom sat on the edge of the bed watching Greg. Or, Greg suggested, you know, we could start with something small. Doesn't have to be getting naked right away. Oh, Tom asked, an eyebrow raised. Sure, (laughs) Greg shrugged. We could just kind of kiss a little. Might break some of the tension or whatever. You just put it in me for a little. I feel like that's the worst way to break tension. I think that's the most intimate thing you could do is like the kissing piece. So intimate. Yeah. I don't think it's tension that's the problem, Greg. Tom smiled weakly. It's, I don't know what it is. Sex has always been such an emotional thing for me. Yeah, but we already said this isn't going to be emotional. <laughs> right. But I'm not sure that's possible, said Tom. Greg nodded. He buttoned his shirt. Okay, well, no, that's okay. That's fair. You're right. It doesn't work <laughs> for you. Then it doesn't work. No biggie. <laughs> this guy's not a closer. Greg tucked his shirt back into his pants, looping his necktie through his collar, but didn't tie it. This is actually a good sales tactic to act like, you know, to not hold too tight to the deal. Yeah. Oh, never mind. We're out. He sat down on the bed and reached down for his socks and shoes. And Tom watched as he bent over and started putting them on. Oh, he's walking away. He's leaving. (laughs) Tom didn't want him to leave. But soon he was back in his footwear and he was standing and he was slipping into the jacket again. Wordlessly, Greg started to leave the room Headed back to the living room, clearly headed to the door, headed away from here. So Tom followed. Oh, he said, I'm taking this deal. We're out of here. Deal or no deal. He couldn't tell if Greg was embarrassed by the failed endeavor or if he was just drunk still or if it was something else. But Greg was quiet, which was unlike Greg lately. And Tom didn't like it. He'd rather hear Greg spewing incomprehensible blather about their disgustingness than this complete silence. We probably shouldn't call those girls then, Tom said as he caught up to Greg by the door. Greg shrugged. Oh, yeah, probably not. Tom nodded. We could go out again, though. Some were different. Try this usual method out again. And then Greg reached for the doorknob, and Tom found himself almost involuntarily reaching out, mm-hmm. placing his hand on top of Greg's, stopping him from leaving. He was breathing heavily, and it was silent again. He had no idea how long he was standing there like this, holding onto the door, holding onto Greg's hand, but he was frozen now. Tom? He turned, and Greg's body was so close to his. It was ridiculous how much he loved being close to Greg. Even when Greg was like this, even when he was obnoxious and annoying and repulsive, Tom wanted nothing, nothing more than to be this close to Greg forever. He let go of the doorknob of the hand, but his body pressed closer to Greg's, cornered him against the wall. They were chest to chest now, and Tom's weight was hovering into Greg's. His hands found Greg's face, held them there. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but he already regretted it. You tell anyone about this, he whispered close to Greg's lips, and you're dead to me, do you understand? Greg nodded. Oh my God, are your hearts raising? And my heart is raising. Yes. Like he is going to be, oh my God. Soundtrack. I can like hear the Greg's breaking and the Tomlet being cooked. (laughs) (sighs) Tom's lips met Greg's on the tail end of the nod. The lack of coordination paying off in a misplacement of lips. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked it up. A quivering of the chin, a drop and rise in the heart rate. And then Tom found the right place. Greg's bottom lip caught between Tom's lips. Then again, another shift and their lips were flush against one another's. Tom closed his eyes and resigned himself to the disastrous amateur kiss. 
and it felt like his shame had been harbored here in the space between them securely until he felt Greg's hand on his back. And then somehow it felt like a proper kiss. Greg's incomprehensible body was moving between Tom and the wall, but in slight subtle ways, ways that served only to accommodate Tom, to deepen the kiss, to make it feel real and something closer to right, if not right all on its own. Greg's hand reached up further to the back of Tom's head, their lips parting slightly, and Tom knew he was still holding Greg's face in his hands, but it might as well be paper-thin plaster for the delicate nature of the moment. One wrong push, one slight application of pressure in the wrong place at the wrong time, and Greg could crumble to pieces right there in his arms. <sighs> they kissed like this for a while, Tom's body barely compromising as he stood firmly in place there. He didn't know why he suddenly felt the need to kiss Greg, didn't know if it would progress to something more, didn't really know if he wanted it to. But he knew that Greg's lips were like a fire to his mouth of fading embers, and Greg <gasps> is lighting him up for the first time in longer than Ooh. Tom could remember. Oh my God. Wow. Fire sale. (laughs) (laughs) That's why people tune in because we keep it sexy the whole time. Always. Fire sale. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that Chicago commercial? Fire sale. Fire sale. He knew what a month of Sundays couldn't feel as carefree as this and a lifetime of wishes (gasps) could not conjure up an answer so grand. That was beautiful. He didn't know why he was kissing Greg. But he, he knew that he was kissing him and that he fucking loved kissing him. That he shouldn't be, definitely shouldn't be. He knew he didn't want to stop. Hey, Greg whispered, smiling as he pulled away. <laughs> do you just want to do this for a while? If Tom answered with the truth, which would of course be yes, he knew that this would give Greg insight into his feelings. He didn't want Greg to have that kind of insight. He was holding onto scraps what used to be his pride. He couldn't open himself up for further scrutinization. No, he answered instead. I think we should fuck. <gasps> the end of the episode. Oh, oh. my God. Also, like, that could have been enough, right? Okay, no, we've proved we can do this. Let's go do this with girls. But <laughs> yeah. they don't want to do this with girls right now. Oh, my gosh. And they're already breaking the first rule, right? They weren't going to be. Well, we don't know what they're going to do, but. That's true. Two perfect cliffhangers, episode one and two. It's like, yes. ooh. You guys, I wanna, I'm curious what your answers are to this, but I told you that Caleb and I had the worst first kiss, like very, very awkward first kiss, and it was my fault. <laughs> that reminded me. Why? We like met up in Indianapolis, remember, like because he was in Nashville and I was in Chicago, and we were at the Airbnb that we had gotten, and for some reason, the key they gave us was like, on a lanyard and we were like running out to get drinks or something to bring back and Caleb had it around his neck and we were like talking about something and I remember thinking how cute would it be if I like grabbed <laughs> no I've not heard this story <laughs> grabbed the key and like pulled him in for a kiss I have secondhand embarrassment we had probably only like it was only like two hours into us reconnecting or whatever and I did but like he was not expecting it it was just like we were on such two different pages it was like the most horrible first kiss and I and then we like stopped and like went and did what we were going to do and later on that night we both were like that was so bad right and then oh. everything was fine but like I just remember thinking I was like this is out of a movie and it just did not play <laughs> this plane did not land the kiss I- <laughs> she pulled him in head butted him he like couldn't breathe he was like choking <laughs> yeah he was like what and he's like taller than me and it was like quite bad I think it's a cute idea Lynn's a for effort thank you 
What if you looped your neck also through the lanyard? So you're just sharing a lanyard. Yeah. I was like, I had this cute idea. And I was like, <laughs> and then you couldn't get away. Like this. Hey, do you want to, should we get drinks now or later? We're stuck. Did you guys kiss on the first date to your now husbands? We didn't kiss for like maybe three or four. They met Amish. Matt is very, he's a very proper gentleman. And Ooh. I was foaming at the mouth. Like I kept thinking he was going to kiss me. He was going to kiss me. He was going to kiss me. And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Like he's not, is he not into me? Oh my gosh. But he keeps calling me. So he must like me. And I invited him over for a movie, I remember. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I better get some action tonight. She put on her bubblegum lip smacker. <laughs> <laughs> lip smackers. This will get him, Dr. Pepper. And he was leaving and he got to leave and I locked eyes with him like, come on, bastard, you better kiss me. Like, yeah. How many more signs could I give you? And then, yeah, he finally kissed me and it was, we had a good, a good first kiss. I like really remember it actually. Cute. I still like kissing Matt all these years later. So. Yeah. Dan, did you guys kiss on your first date? We did. And it was, we, it was, we. It was like a little more like intentional, you know. I don't remember all the details about it, but obviously I like to keep marrying him, so. Was there a lanyard involved? I was going to say lanyard or no lanyard. <laughs> we were making out while we cricketed. <laughs> I was going to say, for sure. We cut a little hole through the cricket and made out through it. There was no lanyard, but there was a custom t-shirt totally. with our faces totally. on it. <laughs> yeah. I am watching Love and Death on HBO. It's really good. <gasps> My sister said it was great. I would recommend with Elizabeth Olsen. I love her. Anyway, there's a lot of parallels here if you watch the first episode. So if you like this story about succession, you're going to love a really, I think, kind of a murder mystery called Love and Death. Yeah. <laughs> Easy transition. Perfect. Should we sing? Oh, yeah. We didn't sing. Oh, yeah. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Sorry, your stock up or down. Yeah, it's so jazzy, that version. Check your investments. Is your stock up or down? What your portfolio look like? Okay. Okay, what do you guys think? Up, up, up. Bye, bye, bye. Stocks are up. They're creeping up. Get in there while it's hot. Best quarter ever. Yeah, stock prices are through the roof. My portfolio is exploding. And the story might be one of the best investments we've ever made as a podcast. So I love it. They put in the hard sell and I'm buying. Mm. Ooh, hard. I want the sell to get harder. Ooh. Hard sell. This isn't the stock market. It's the cock market. Mm. <laughs> My portfolio is expanding. I don't know. Portfolio is wide open. <laughs> oh, I love this. It was great. We love this. I love the tension. I love that they're going to have a great time. I do sort of, I have some predictions I either want Dana and Cleo to never come over <laughs> or I want Shiv to interrupt them. Those are the things mm. I would like to happen. Oh, oh, my God. That'd be so intense. Not interrupt them from hooking up, but like. Join them? Yeah, join them. Like, <gasps> what's happening here? Ooh. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I love it. A merger and acquisition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, tune in next week. Find out. And yeah, we love you. Love you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. 
For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 